When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Sean Sparlin, Natamatan, and Matthew Coover. Coming up on TMS... Meat-infused buildings. The scent of a donut. The mage went to college. What's Sheila Booth doing these days? You know I don't really care. The artist formerly known as Twitter. Made of crepe paper and sticks. Scott can feel the sexy sacks. Amish overlord is neither Amish nor overlord. Discuss. Retracting the pre-tip. Morgan love. McLawsuit. Stop trying to make pre-tipping a thing. Naked treats. Moonlighting feels so right. Swimming in soup with Wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream you can't manufacture it out of a cocktail of viagra hgh and some of john ham's pee please hurry up my face is as hot as a hemorrhoid rug the morning stream good real good Hello, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for November 2nd, 2023, and it is a t- uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbitt. <laughs> Hello. How are you? It is a Wednesday. No, yeah. it is a Thursday, I mean. It is. This week, yes. f- week feels a little goofed. I don't know why. Um, uh, probably Halloween messes things up, because a Tuesday Halloween is weird. Yeah. It's just weird. It is weird. weird. And I don't like yeah. being weird unless I want to be weird. I only be weird when yeah. I mean to, like a wizard. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Precisely By the way, when I mean to. Yes, sir. Here, here is the outfit. This is the shirt. This is the Dia de los Muertos shirt. The Day of the Dead shirt. Oh, bunch yeah. of bunch of skeletons um, dancing and playing guitar. Yeah. And today I, is today uh, the official thing, or what did we figure out? Today is today is day two of the official thing. Okay, and um, I gotta admit, I'm I kind of have a little bit of a regret, mm. uh, Scott. Yesterday, about three uh, thirty, I wrapped up with some work and stuff, and then decided, you know, I'm going to go and lift for a couple hours before dinner. Yeah, and uh, got out there and drove around and and took a lot of people downtown. Av's game was last night, I guess, so probably took some people down to to places where they were going to go to either watch the game or um, or walk to the uh, arena from the game. Yeah. And um, coming back, and I'm going through a a, a part of town that is um, uh, heavily, like, very Latino uh, uh, populated, dense uh, Latino population. Sure. A lot of great restaurants there, a lot of great culture and arts, art and stuff like that. And I go by this park, and I look over, and I see like they've got the roads blocked off around the park, and um, 
uh, they've got like lights strung up. It's like five o'clock. I'm, I just had turned off the app. I was about to head start heading home. And uh, I was thinking, ooh, I could park over there at the Burger King and walk over because I'm guessing that's a Dia de los Muertos party or like a Dia de, like ooh. a, you know, a, a community event kind of thing. Which means, and I've never food. been to one of those. Yeah. That means amazing food over there. Is what that that means, means amazing food. I could probably pick up a really cool hand-painted sugar skull. And, and uh, I mean, you know, here's the day after. Even even when I got home, I was like, ah, I kind of wish I would have stopped and, and checked it out. Like, mm. that's a kind of thing that obviously only comes around once a year. But being in the right place, right time, right day, yeah. I just uh, stopped, stopped quote-unquote, working and... Um, <laughs> and I could have easily gone there for 15, 20 minutes and just, just checked it out. I wish I would have. They probably you know? had I mean, like a lote yeah. there. Mm. I'm sure they did some birria. Oh, man. Birria. Now yeah. I'm sad you didn't stop either. Some tamales. Look, they would have. They would have. <laughs> The best part, Keenan Thompson joke right there. The best part of those kind of, there's one here as well. And the best part about those things is not only is that food amazing, authentic, and incredible, it's also cheap. Yeah. You know, they're not charging 20 bucks for a little basket like you sometimes get at like a food truck or something. It's really, really inexpensive. This is, is, uh, yeah. And I can't go tonight because we've got uh, D&D tonight. Zoom D&D with um, all the the usual suspects, Barry and Tanner and... Sure. Tristan and Alex and uh, my friend Paul. Yeah, Paul James in there. James from Same Sex Mary. What is James's character? Oh by yeah, the way? so I'm gonna. Oh, James's character is great. James, <laughs> James takes this like James does this only the way that only James can do. James' uh, character is uh, a character named Thumps. Thumps. All right. Thumps. Okay. Thumps is is uh, a bunny. Uh, that carries around a huge mallet. Okay. And um, very influenced by, I don't know, a certain wise kraken rabbit that uh, likes to give uh, give hun- uh, a certain hunter a wallopin. Mm. A little <laughs> yeah. uh, bu- bugs to the bunny there going on? A little bugs to the bunny, exactly. Yes. Interesting. So wait a minute, what's his, what's his class, though? Uh, I don't know. Actually, that's a really good question. <laughs> uh, somebody I know, if there's somebody in the chat room. Is like a barbarian or something or some crazy... Warrior bunny or something? Yeah. Okay. We needed a... Uh, it could be a could be a druid. We needed a, a mage. We lost our mage. Our mage went to, to college. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and so we, we need another magic user with some good... Uh, <laughs> Healing spells and stuff like that. Yeah, I need a. Yeah, it could be could be a, a druid. He could be a druid. Druids are pretty good. You know who the best? Honestly, the best overall class I think, even though I never want to play one, is uh, a bard. And the reason I like bards mm-hmm. is all their stupid sing song stuff is great for buffs, but they're uh, they got some healing. They have really good damage spells. Like yeah. they're the best yeah. overall kind of magic user yeah. in the game. Even they, though you'd they, think wizard they build or, everybody up like they you know. Oh yeah, they're huge for the uh, team. Buffs to, yeah, exactly. But if you're like wizard or sorcerer, they're great and they're OP in some ways, but in other ways they're weak and lame. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, get again. That's what you need. You need a bunny with some uh, with some singing skills and uh, yeah. See, that's the thing is you gotta really if you're gonna be a bard in a group like in a D and D group, you gotta be prepared that you are going to have to sing. You are you cannot say all right. My uh, my bard uh, sings a few bars of a song <laughs> and uh, grants you know so and so divine inspiration or something like that. Sure, sure. No, you have to basically be like, I'm gonna. Give you divine inspiration. <laughs> John did it with poems when we played. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so cool. he would do. I guess I did too. My sorcerer stuff. I would yeah. do on the on the spot, made up limericks. Of course you would. That were some, some super, rap. Right? Yeah, super dumb. <laughs> super dumb. Super like really. My like, name is Nash, and I'm here to say <laughs> I'm going to dispatch you in a <laughs> in a gruesome way, murderous way. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It was a lot of like early Run DMC style, uh, yeah, yeah, stuff that my my sorcerer would do. But anyway, that's great. Enjoy that tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. So it'll be fun. I, I, otherwise, I would be heading back out to that part of town and seeing if the seeing if the festival's still going on. But let this be a lesson to all of you. You get an opportunity like that, you see a chance that you think you might regret later. Just do it. There's, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, take take the advice of the the great uh, poet Shia LaBeouf and mm. uh, do it. Do it. Yep. The great muse that was was muse. and is Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yes. That guy. Exactly. Shia Shia. It's Shia. Shia right? Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Yeah. He's weird. <laughs> he was weird for a while. I wonder if he's tamed his, his uh, stuff down lately. I don't know. I feel like I just haven't heard from him. Like, what's what's he in? What's he doing? Yeah. Feels like it's been kind of quiet on the LaBeouf front. Maybe he front. realized, hmm, maybe not all publicity is good publicity. Maybe mm. I didn't need to wear a bag over my head. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. any of that weirdness. Also, didn't he do something gnarly? Like, wasn't he a... Oh, did he? Was he in the Me Too thing or something? I don't know. He did something. I don't remember what it was. Mm. Maybe he was just a dick or something. I don't remember what it was. Whatever. Hollywood, man. They're all they're all weird. Plagiarism accusations. Abuse allegations. Oh, Plagiarism and yeah. abuse. Plagiarism and abuse. And a casting dispute for Don't Worry Darling. Was he... Oh, he was replaced by Harry Styles. Uh, oh. Oh, that was him in that? Or was it was supposed to be him in that? It was supposed to be him in that, yeah. Mm. Did you ever see Maybe, that? I, I did, yeah. How, how was that? It's, I don't uh, remember. Do you recommend it or... I don't remember. Uh, I did recommend... Recommendal it. I did recommend it. Although it's... It's it's good. It's kind of Stepford Wivesy and... Uh, um, it's a, you know how, how the, the neighborhood in Edward Scissorhands is super like, <laughs> yeah. like everything is its own pastel, but all in the same palette of pastel mm-hmm. and everybody does their same thing. Their, their hedges are all, you know, kept the same way and that sort of thing. Um, that's what that movie uh, reminded me of is, is this kind of like fabricated neighborhood and, yeah. um, and Florence Pugh though is, you know. She's Florence Pugh. She uh, named something bad Florence Pugh has ever done. Can't can't, can't do it. it. No, nope. can't do it. Science. Ever so. good in Little Women. Good in even that summer uh, midsummer deal. Good yeah. in everything. Yeah. That's her job is to be good in things. And yeah, gosh dang, is she good? Exactly. So so watch it if, if for no other reason to watch it. Watch it for watch it for Florence. Watch Oppenheimer for Florence as well. They're both. Why did Claire say it's Lawnmower Man? Lawnmowers Man. Yeah, I don't know. It's lawn mowers, man, because people are out mowing their lawn. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Claire, put the gin down. It's it's lawn mowers, man. Lawn mowers, man. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) 
Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Um, all right, we are going to do a full show today, and, and yeah. later, lady, uh, later, or lady, 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 lady. Wendy, lady, lady Wendy will be here. Uh, my sister Wendy will be here. We're going to do a, cool. a Wendy thing here, and all that. We got other stuff in between now and then, and I want to start with uh, a message we got from Adam in Queens, New York. All right, cool, excellent. All right, it's where George's parents lived. We're we're in Queens. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he says uh, this says hi Seltzer and Baloney. He's talking about the. The, the carbonated meat controversy okay, that's been right. going on here. So I'm a couple of months behind on TMS, and I have been wondering about your carbonated meat quandary. Well, that means he hasn't even heard the latest where I'm still sure no. it exists. Apparently, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, he says, I don't, let's see, I don't know if you have the idea of meat being carbonated because of a company that is called Seltzer Smokehouse Meats. Uh, they make Lebanon bologna. We've had that recently. Uh, maybe someone has already shown you this, so he sent me a website. It is seltzersmokedmeats.com. Uh, this is this is what started the controversy. This is what made you think that there was seltzer that there was carbonated meat was um, <laughs> the name. <laughs> yeah, it was that we right because we were talking about Lebanon bologna. We had an article about Lebanon bologna. Yeah, and we're like, does that come from Lebanon? What is the deal with Lebanon bologna? Yeah, and then Natalie and Alan and the cats sent us packages and you said oh it's seltzers is there is there carbonation in it because i could swear i've had some carbonated meat and that's, that's where, where the whole thing from. started you're right full circle yeah. we've come all the way around yes. well how does adam from queens get these two months if he uh, <laughs> hear the carbonated meat thing but yeah. not hear the genesis of the carbonated meat thing being the exact thing that he told us about it's a very good point uh so i didn't look at the site before and of course, I went in here thinking, "Ooh, is it possible it's called seltzers because there's some kind of carbonated meat?" No, no, no. It's the it is the actual brand of meat that Natalie and Alan and the cat sent us. Yeah. They sent us this stuff right yeah. here. Literally, my yeah. fridge still has a little left of this with this logo and this looking Jewish guy on it. Mine, mine too. Yeah, I have the uh, the sweet. I finished off the uh, original, and I have like a couple slices of the sweet, and I. Uh, I'm having it for lunch today. Oh, I picked up yeah. an Asiago, picked up an Asiago bagel at uh, yeah. um, at uh, Panera this morning. Yeah. When I got my coffee, there was like, if you if you order within the next minute, you can have a a bagel for a dollar. <laughs> and uh, I said, sure, give me a bagel, give me an Asiago bagel. There, so I'm going to. Uh, there's a percentage of people who uh, haven't been paying attention and don't know about the bagel thing. <laughs> no, why I'm calling it a bagel instead of a bagel. Yeah, so they yeah. all think, oh, what's Brian saying? That's completely wrong. Uh, am I wrong to say that this guy, the logo on this website, the dude looks like a like a Hasidic Jew guy? Or am I, may, am yeah. I okay? No, no, no. That's he, the idea? he very much is. Yep. All right. Just making sure I'm Absolutely. not. Absolutely. With know. the hat and the uh, the beard and the rosy cheeks, for yeah. sure. All the, all the Hasidic Jews that all I knew. All the makings of a... <laughs> <laughs> Although you look at the about us and you look at a picture of Harvey Seltzer, um, the uh, the butcher who who made the first uh, Lebanon bologna, um, oh, he does not look anything like that. Let's see where is he? I'm hitting about us here. Yeah, it's the very first picture. Oh yeah, it does nothing there. like that. No, no, there he is though. Look at that guy. 1902? Yes, uh, Damn, dude. Resourceful Pennsylvania Germans incorporated old world butchering, curing, and sausage making skills into yep. life. On- Do you yeah. notice that yeah. the, uh, so these, the, he's got a picture of the smokehouses on the next thing below his photo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can smell those buildings. <laughs> Me too, yeah. Look at them. They just uh, are so. In- I bet you Lebanon, Pennsylvania smells amazing. Oh, I'll bet it does. Like, forget about, uh, 
seltzer-infused meat. How about mm-hmm. meat-infused buildings? You know? Look at that. <laughs> all that yellowing and the, and, the, and the darkening of the edges of that wood, that's all yeah. meat. That's mm. all, like, smoked meat-infused wood. Oh, oh why does that sound yeah. so good? That shouldn't sound so good. It just does. Oh, it does sound good. Anyway, thank you for that, Adam in Queens, New York. For sadly, no closer to the riddle getting solved necessarily. I mean, the the riddle being solved is just I'm I'm out of my mind and never had this meat, but yeah. I still like the process That'd of you guys my, helping. That is solve. my uh, my uh, synopsis. Is that- <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're it's a safe bet. You're you making a very safe spoiled, bet. You might have eaten some spoiled meat and thought it was seltzer because of the way it made your tongue feel. That's entirely possible too. Like yeah. I'm open to these possibilities. <laughs> I just like when our listeners keep adding to the pile of evidence of either for or against. This is fun. It's a good sure, time. Sure. So keep it up if you have any more thoughts about the, uh, you know, the meat being. Uh, oh, and we got uh, tons of them going. Hey, people soak their meat and uh, marinate their meat in soda all the time. Like in. Oh yeah, Dr Pepper. Uh, like, yeah. Like doing a Dr Pepper chicken where you put the chicken basically on a can of Dr Pepper and put it on the grill and mm-hmm. let it bubble inside yeah and it's really good it's fantastic yeah. but that is not the thing i'm talking about even though i guess that's an infusing of this of sorts it's just it's not carbonated though when you eat it no no that's all lost so uh it's something else i'm not giving up yet but if mm-hmm. uh, uh if there was money on the table and we were at a betting parlor uh-huh. brian's money would be on <laughs> scott thought he ate it but never did yeah I'd be right there like right there uh yeah. <laughs> firmly firmly betting on eh, maybe not it might be the smart money honestly yeah uh we got another message these all came via text by the way 801-471-0462 jennifer wrote in about brian's moonlighting watch through and yeah uh, Here's what she said. For TMS, hello, Binge and Sax. <laughs> like saxophone. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's all due to Brian's mentioning of Moonlighting that I'm now binge-watching this show. I must confess, I never missed this show when it was new and out every week. Oh, the sexy 80s sax. Uh, the David and Maddie banter and the shoulder pads, the big hair. So oh mid-80s, it hurts so good. Anyway, how can uh, how can this very dated show feel so right? Love the show in the rain or snow, blow blow by blow, dogarito or bag of salad though, Jennifer. <laughs> that is the best ending I think we've ever had. Yeah. Love the show in rain or snow, blow by blow, dogarito or bag of salad though. She did Jennifer. hard work on the end of that thing. I she think. did. All right, so let's see if I can. I'm bringing out the um, the sexy sax app. Do it. I'm going to see if I can do the uh, the the stuff you hear on Moonlighting. So it's. Almost. It's pretty almost good. There. It's pretty good. That's it's always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty close, dude. Yeah. I'm having. I'm having. Uh, it's. I can feel it. It's pretty good. Is that uh, um? Too- what, where is that streaming? I don't, even, I don't think we ever said. Who's why? Oh, is Tulu. That? Hulu, okay. Hulu is where you can get your uh, your Addison and your uh, your Hayes. Addison and Hayes. Yeah, you're getting. There's some stuff that just does not age well either. There's like um, there's an episode where um, David actually starts defending a guy Uh-oh. who may have hit his wife. <laughs> just saying, haven't you ever, Maddie? Haven't you ever been angry enough to hit somebody? <laughs> 
was wow. like, uh, wow. oh, this is this this is uh, maybe this one should be taken off the uh, off the streaming. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've noticed, and this this will absolutely tell you how much I um, how much I watched the show when I was young, mm. is that I know what songs they've taken out of the show and replaced with stuff that they can afford. Like there's oh, a right because there's get those, a whole episode yeah. where um, they're hired to make sure uh, an old man is is uh, you know he's planning his own murder. Basically, he's like, uh, I, I just need you to make sure that uh, somebody comes into my room and uh, and offs me so that my my kids can get the insurance money sure and so they um uh so they david says i'm taking this one alone maddie's like i don't want any part of it pretty much every episode so he goes there (laughs) he was gonna try and stop the guy from having somebody kill him but he got there a little early and the guy was already dead but david didn't know it and so it looked like david unplugged this guy's oxygen respirator even though the guy was already sure um, already dead yeah but david doesn't know that and so he decides he's gonna go underground but um throughout that that whole thing where he's driving to the uh, the hospice and and stuff like that in the original it's um sympathy for the devil by the rolling stones and it's awesome because like he's driving there's no words in that that whole section like no uh no dialogue he's driving you hear that song then he turns off the radio and he's thinking and then he he stops the car and then he turns it back on and it's the song is still going and then they end with him kind of running out the door and you get one more mick jagger or something like that something from the song and it was so good and I start watching this episode I'm like this is they replaced it with some blues song that they could easily cheaply buy the rights to Mm. and uh, and it just drives me nuts that they did that oh this is the the rumor why not rumor this is the reason why Northern Exposure never gets streamed oh yeah Northern Exposure WKRP yeah yeah they all do it I don't know like in the case of um like WKRP might actually be streaming, but they've done that thing where they swap it all out. And I think mm-hmm. the the Northern Exposure people just were like, "We're not doing that because there's so much music all yeah. the time." Yeah, which and sucks, man. I mean, you've got a character who works in a radio station, and and you know the music was a part of the show. Is another character of the show. I agree. And uh, let us yeah. have our music is all we're saying. Yep, and and Benjamin 6 says the DVDs have the original audio, and I say yes, uh, yes they do, and I'm that's why I'm not going to give up my DVDs of the show, no matter even if it's on streaming. That episode, for 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 no other reason than that episode needs to have sympathy for the devil playing in the background. Yeah, and I get why they do this. They want royalties forever, right? right. So right. if you're not airing the show, you're not paying royalties. So it's a way to save money if you can't afford it because your right. show's old and not a lot of people watch it or whatever. But I think the deal should be, the contract should be, we paid for your music to be on our show when it aired in the 90s or 80s. Yeah. It played, it's in there, it's part of it now, just like everything else is part of it now. Mm-hmm. So it's in there, and it's in there for good, and sorry, it's just going to be in there. That's how yeah, it should but be. there was no, they, they did not have any foresight. There, there was no way they could have said, by the way, thank you for licensing Sympathy for the Devil for us. In uh, 40 years, 
uh, there's going to be a thing called streaming where people will be able to watch this episode as much as they want, anytime they want, day Ooh, or night. They point. don't have to buy the DVD. They don't have to buy anything. That's a good point. And, um, Very yeah, different and so, world than they imagined back then when they did these exactly. things. Exactly. They thought, oh, you know, even even back then they probably just thought home video. People are going to have to buy cassettes. And yeah. then DVDs came out, but it's still kind of the same, yeah. same thing. Cool. Still, we bought the license for the DVDs as well. Stoic Squirrel uh, says they had syndication. That's true, but I... I think mm-hmm. I think it wasn't any because syndication was still aired television, so you only you had to tune television. in when you it was on. It was non yeah. yeah. What's the word? Non interactive. So you couldn't choose what they aired. They aired it. It's it's the same thing with um, podcasting. Um, it's why my license for playing music, playing cover songs, is cheaper than a service like Spotify, where you say I want to hear this song right now. Mm-hmm. That costs more because that's an interactive license. I pay for a non-interactive license because, as a listener, you only get to hear what I want to play. Right, right. <laughs> you don't get to hear what you want. You get to hear what I want you to hear. Yeah, and, uh, and but it gets even more. Called- if you really want to get in the weeds on it, though, it's funny because let's say somebody hears a, an episode of Coverville and they loved it. It's their favorite episode of Coverville. They now have the ability, at, at any whim they want, fire it up on their phone or their iPod and play it over and over and over and over and over anytime they want. Go to the middle, play that song again. Like in a weird way, it it can go forever. the The way we do stuff now, it just doesn't match the way these deals were made. It just doesn't. Yeah. So there has right. to be better deals. I don't know what they right. are and who they benefit more, but it's funky. It's yeah. funky. Anyway, uh, thank you for that. It's good uh, to yeah. hear from you, Jennifer, and uh, glad one more person is now watching Moonlighting. Because that's the goal, really, is to slowly chip away at the audience until they're all watching it, right? That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though. I think uh, I think uh, watch at your own risk. It feels dated. The, the breaking the fourth wall stuff was revolutionary at the time. Nobody was interrupting their Al Jarreau theme song to, to do some sort of skit about not winning an Emmy. But at the time, it was brilliant because you're watching the show and all of a sudden it's like, they interrupt and say, I'm David Addison. I'm Maddie Hayes. And we suck because we didn't win an Emmy. Screw you, uh, voting board. All right, back to our show. Yeah. Like it ought to be. You know what? Maybe it needs to scale. It's like uh, it, you use the Rolling Stones as an example. Mm-hmm. Mick Jagger and crew are not mm-hmm. short on cash. They're no, fine. They're not. They're not hurting. Yeah. They're forever done. They're good. They're way good. So if you're at that level, Maybe we should quit being so picky about that level. Maybe at the lower level where you get some hot new indie artist who comes out of nowhere and gets a track on Breaking Bad one week. Mm -hmm. That would make sense to make sure they're compensated because, again, they're at this level. So have that scale change based on... I don't know what based their on the tax bracket yeah, or based something. on your own your own val- your own uh, uh, market value. Like so, Mick Jagger's market value determines how much he gets in royalties from the playing of "Sympathy for the Devil." Yeah, more so than how many streams it gets or how many how many you know DVDs are purchased or that sort of thing. Yeah, chat room says not necessarily rock stars aren't always good at investing, but that's their problem. Their market. <laughs> Brian's talking about market cap, right? Like their their earning potential is <laughs> way right. up here compared to some small band that's you've right. never heard of on SoundCloud down here. At two, Tony Braxton. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, nothing's equal yeah. in this this business. So it's the same thing with like you know yeah. everybody complaining that the uh, the actor strike. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise doesn't need to say, well, of course he doesn't. 
he's Tom Cruise. Yeah. But all these yeah. little bit actors and commercial actors exactly. and everybody else, they do. Exactly. Know? So yes. do it as a scale. Judy, do it for Judy Greer. All right. Yeah. Don't do it for Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Do it for Judy. Do Greer. it for Gr- Judy Greer. Do it for um uh, uh um, forgot his name. Shoot, he's do been prom. Uh, Keith David. If yeah, you, if Keith nobody David. else. Do it for Keith David. Yeah, hit perfect one. <laughs> Keith David deserves your love. Keith Keith David deserves it all, man. He deserves yes. our love, our appreciation, and our full attention all the time. Yeah. Now, news. Uh, today's news happens to be brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville, where today, yes, you are absolutely going to be hearing it at this normal time, and we're going to be listening to the music of The Smiths, The The, and Electronic. Why? Because they all have one dude in common, a guy named Johnny Marr, an incredible singer, or not so well, singer, he does some singing, but songwriter, guitarist, performer, um, I think he even plays the harmonica pretty damn well. Anyway, Johnny Marr. Uh, turning 60, turned 60 on Halloween. And so let's do a uh, Johnny Marr cover story. Interesting. I didn't know he was involved in so many bands. I thought it was just the Smiths. Yeah, no. The Smiths was the big one. But mm. uh, but the, the, and um, Electronic. So basically he got together with Bernard Sumner from New Order and formed Electronic. And I think even um neil from uh pet shop boys was involved with that too right so you had Mm. the three of them doing this whole side project that wasn't new order wasn't pet shop boys and um oh it's really good stuff i'll bet good good that's a good combo of people in there yeah so that's coming up today at noon twitch.tv slash coverville uh watch me play a little marvel snap we got one week left in the current uh uh, current thing, and I think I'm at 88 in the current season. I'm at 88. I'm going to see if I can break into 90 today during um, during the, uh, the the show. Do you think Blizzard's going to soft launch or full launch the uh, uh, the Warcraft? What's it called? The new the Rumble. New Warcraft Rumble. Rumble. That happening this weekend? Do you think? As it's part happening of this weekend? Oh, it is absolutely. Yeah, it's it's already been announced that it's happening this weekend. I think um, tomorrow morning you should be able to, if not tonight, tomorrow morning you should be able to download and play Warcraft Rumble. So probably they'll probably do a big whoop on stage about it. Well, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. I'm just curious. Let me just see if it's. Um, I looked yesterday to see. Um, I resisted the urge to fire up my Philippines account yeah and uh everyone resists that urge eventually we cave we all cave to the filipino we all cave to the philippine philippines itunes account yeah uh nope still expected november 3rd so tomorrow okay warcraft rumble playing on your it's uh it's basically uh uh, what's the game uh clash royale battle yeah exactly royale clash royale with warcraft characters yeah which is that i can 3d print and yeah though and they look rad you have one there? That's right. I actually have one for you. Um, do you want to grab one? it? You can, you can grab it if you okay, want. Give me a sec. All right. Brian's putting his head down to go throw, uh, not throw up, throw in. Throw in. I can't think of a better way of saying that. Uh, while he's playing uh, Snap tomorrow, I'll be playing. I don't know if I'm streaming it or not. Maybe I will stream some of this. No, I'll stream it today. That's what I'll do. Well, we'll talk about I, it later. I think I showed off the harpies last time. Yeah. Um, so this is the one I printed for Scott. It is the. Uh, the yeah, the, the hunter, hunter and the bear, dude. dude. The mountain, what they the call bear. the mountaineer? Is that what mountaineer, they call mountaineer. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, he's on a uh, pillbox because I'm going to prime him. I was even thinking I might oh. paint him for you. I thought you were going to send a bunch of uh, Oxycontin in there and, you know, give me all <laughs> my opioids. Like. Yeah, I can, I, you, listen, I send you enough of those, you can see your own mountain here. <laughs> um, and then also I uh, have a, this worgen is just so damn cool. Oh, the worgen is so rad. Worgens don't get enough love anyway. They really don't. So yeah. Brian has given the worgen some love. The worgen needed some love. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, if you don't have a 3D printer, guess what? You know a guy. You know a guy who does, and mm-hmm. you can always reach out to him and talk about how much it would cost for me to, to print you one of these and ship it out to you. That's right. Anyway, check it out. Warcraft Rumble uh, launching tomorrow from Blizzard. Nice. Blister Vision. Blister Vision. Blister Vision. That's happening tomorrow. And don't forget, <laughs> uh, me and the core guys are going to do a live uh, streamathon thing. Uh, with the opening ceremonies, which will be happening at 11 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. noon here. Very weird that it's two hours later than it's ever been. I don't know why they're doing that, but we'll find out tomorrow. I feel I got a feeling BlizzCon's very different, and people don't know it yet. I just have this yeah. feeling. Yeah, and I got and we have people, no, it definitely, including it definitely uh, Randy, who said different. it out loud. But Randy has said it out loud before. It's going to be a very yeah. different BlizzCon. So what that means, we'll have to see. But. I can't wait to see what what it does morph into, and if it'll ever morph back into something closer to what it was without all of the, I don't know, uh, rapey business. <laughs> mm, that'd be great. Less rapey business, please. Yeah, less rapey business, please. Yeah, I'd that'd like nice. that team, that particular uh, um, uh, department at the company to to be shut down. No more rapey department, yes. please. Yes, exactly. Shut down that. De- shut down that department <laughs> asap. Um, <laughs> Let's get into this news. We have an uh, Amish overlord sent us something. Okay. And he is an actual member of our community, not a guy who's in charge of a lot of Amish people. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what an actual gotcha. Amish leader is called. What do they call them? Oh, I don't know. That's a good. Uh, the father? The elder? The elder. Uh, 430 time for milking guy. Whoever that is. <laughs> That's right. He's Whoever's in charge of getting book. people. Yeah, book, book, book. Um, <laughs> now it reminds me of those monsters again. <laughs> book, book, book. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, uh, an Atlanta woman. This is a story he sent over on Discord. And you can always submit these in the Discord. There's a whole forum for this, for just submitting news stories if you guys want to hear them on the show. And we're happy to vet them and then air them here. An Atlanta woman receives $3 million over severe coffee burns after settling a Duncan lawsuit. So you remember the Mike, or the uh, the McDonald's one years ago? The McDonald's ago? one. Yeah, the hot apple pie. Well, no, I guess it was the coffee lawsuit with the woman who got one in the drive-thru. The lid wasn't on completely, and she and she got some bad burns from that. Yeah, she got bank. And she kind of deserved Well, her it. lawyer got banged. Well, that's, that's the true. There's a whole story yeah. with that, right? There's a whole thing. Exactly, yes. What's yeah. that? There's a documentary about this. Uh, there is. Um, Mick... Uh, oh, McLawsuit or something? McLawsuit. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's it, but I love something. it. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Uh, let's Mick see. Lawsuit. I want to find it. Uh, <laughs> I, I know there was name. like McMillions, right? Oh, yeah. Hot Coffee is the name of the film. Oh, just Hot Coffee. Okay. Just called Hot Coffee, and it talks about how... Um, uh, yeah, the woman that this happened to really had some some horrible burns... And the lawyer said, yeah, let's go for, you know, ridiculous amount of money. Does it say how much here? Yeah, I uh, forgot how much. It was a lot, though. At the time, anyway, it seemed like a lot. Million plus, million plus dollars. Um, yeah. And uh, and she only got, she got a tiny percentage of that. Most of that won the, uh, or yeah. went to the lawyer. Yeah. 
lame. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> seek that out though, whatever the name of it is. Everyone. Yeah, it was really good, and it totally turned me around. Like I thought, oh my god, what a frivolous lawsuit! Can't believe this lady's doing it. And then you see like how bad her burns are and how little money she got from that, and it's like, yeah. oh wow, she really was the victim twice over in this thing. Yeah, yeah, she got screwed. Yeah. Well, we have another one. A seventy-year-old Atlanta woman says she suffered third-degree burns, or you know, I guess you can prove that with medical information. Mm-hmm. Sure. <clears throat> After her coffee, coffee spilled on her while at the drive-through of the Duncan in Sugar Hill, Georgia, reaching uh, reached a three million dollar uh, settlement with the restaurant. <laughs> the restaurant. In the restaurant. The Duncan Don't. The formerly Don't Duncan Donuts now just called Duncan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, is that true? They get rid of the donuts. When did that happen? Yeah. I yeah. that. A uh, year ago, two years ago. Weird. Yeah, I don't know why, because it's, you know, you still, you want to go there for donuts. Yeah. But, uh. I never thought I their donuts were very good, though. Am I in the, am I in the. God, they used to be. You know, the yeah. one, so when I was a kid, when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, there, there was a Dunkin' Donuts that was on my way. I walked to school every day until I started riding my bike. In the summers, I'd ride my bike, or the spring and fall, I'd ride my bike. But in the winter, I'd have to walk. Yeah. And it was a good, I don't want to say, it was a good two, three-mile walk. And I'm not exaggerating, kids. And it was uphill one way. Um, so was mine. Dude, we had the same. Yeah. Uh, we never, I had a bus for part of junior high, but high school, oh, I had to walk to that Never, shit. there was never a bus that, that, that I could have <laughs> taken. And, uh, but there was a Dunkin' Donuts and it was one of those, it was back in the day when they actually did get up early and make the donuts at that Dunkin', at Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. And now they make them in a central hub and they ship it out to all of the, the different Dunkins and they are not as good. They're, you know. More of a chain now. That's just how it is. Yeah, exactly. If you got a Lamar's, go to Lamar's. Lamar's is the, is the jam. I haven't heard of Lamar's. I don't think we have a Lamar's. Oh man, Lamar's Donuts is is that, is that one of those we started it here in Portland and it, I don't know. I don't know. Let me see where Lamar's <clears throat> came from. Uh Lamar's.com. Um locations Arizona, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska. So Bastards. sorry, sorry Utah. Bastards. Yeah. Well, I'll have to live with Dun- uh, Dunford for now. I love Dunford. Donuts, oh well, yeah, Dunford, you're, you're you're not hurting at all. My gosh, I need to reach out to Lamar's because these guys are in need of a website. <laughs> they are really. This is yeah. This is like some some. Uh, I see potential, some, Brian. You got a, you, for a new sure. client. Oh my gosh, Lamar's dot com. Yeah, yeah. Right. You'll get up at six a.m. and make a fresh website for him. I will, and it, I could even do it in trade. Do yeah. I need to do it in trade? <laughs> oh my uh, gosh, do it in trade for donuts? <laughs> <laughs> for dollars to donuts, I could make you a better website. Uh, Kansas City is apparently where it started, 1933. Mm. I'm sorry, 1960. He perfected his recipe in 1933 and opened his first restaurant in 1960. No and, offense uh, to anyone in Kansas City, but your city will forever just be where the where the main Fargo mob is. <laughs> for you it is yes. yeah because in, in fargo especially the tv show they, they allude to it in the movie <clears throat> but yeah. in the tv show they're always talking about and they spend some time there in season two yeah maybe three a little but that whole mob thing sources all their shit and it's the kansas city mob it's and it's kansas all city i can think mob. of yeah. No, yeah just it's burned into me now you guys got the chiefs great good job uh Whatever else you got over there, I don't know. But you have the mob. You have the Kansas City mob. 
I do. I'm looking at the chat, by the way. Um, uh, Nick agrees. Lamar's donuts are next level. When Magus agrees with you, Dunford makes great donuts. Um, CodeWow asks about a place called... Oh, hold on a second. Uh, Code, CodeWow says, anyone got a Spunky Dunkers by them? Do you really have a... You have a donut shop near you called Spunky Dunkers? Oh, my God. I, I have need, concerns need about to that. know more about Spunky Dunkers. And this is a just a donut place, like a chain? I guess so. Yeah, now you look it up. Spunky Dunkers. Spunky Dunkers. It's a great name. Um, these guys have a Wix page. And so when you do a search for... Ugh. What is it about uh, donut restaurants? Not having... Uh, like, their Wix page, the title of it on Google is Wix. Oh, that, that's not good. That's not good. Um, oh, these donuts look excellent, though. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Wow. <clears throat> these look really good. Holy cow. Yeah. Locations, locations, locations. Uh, looks like just Palatine, Illinois. So they so, should, they uh, should pay they should pay the, the, the lower tier for Wix and get rid of the. the <laughs> get rid of the fact that it says Wix. Yeah. yeah. Because Wix sites look fine if you if you pay the base tier. Yeah, the site the site looks really good actually. Yeah, it's all right. They do decent uh-huh. work over there. But uh, Spunky Donuts only Spunky Dunkers Donuts only in Palatine, Emperor Palatine, Illinois. <laughs> Emperor Palatine. You could probably call it. You probably just say oh, you want to go to Spunky's. That's probably what people say, right? Probably. Oh, Palatine. Is it Palatine? Okay. Palatine. Palatine. Wow. I- Illinois. All right. I had no idea. Well, that's really close to the word Palestine. If we talk, talk about that, we'll get in trouble. We can't talk about well, Palestine. Oh, gosh, gosh. Uh, uh, nobody should. I feel like there's a uh, boy. All you got to do. I mean, me even saying the P word will probably get yeah, emails. Yeah, you're going to get emails now because you just brought up Pal- Palestine. Yeah, nobody oh, bring geez, up or, or Palatine. Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, she got $3 million. Well done. Oh, her bill, her medical bills are over two hundred grand. Jeez Louise. Yeah. She can't yeah, go out I mean, in the that- sun. You get that coffee up over like 200, 300 degrees. Like I have to, when I make coffee, my, the temperature I set my water at is 200 degrees. That gets on you. That's no joke, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, serious. That'll, that'll blister you. The bigger question is like, did they dump it? Did they floppily hand it to her? Did she? The, the lid was not on correctly. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Do you think that kid still works at Duncan? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not there anymore is my thinking. Oh, yeah. I'll bet you. I'll bet you no. Uh, maybe it's a future movie, a heartfelt movie where this kid visits the victim of his bad lid every Tuesday. <laughs> and they become friends. They become and, uh, friends, and she has great advice. She's played by the now-deceased Jessica Tandy, and he's played by, um, who would be perfect for that role, uh, a young, who played Batman, or not Batman, Robin. Um, oh, Chris. Chris O'Donnell. Uh, like a O'Donnell, really yeah. a really young Chris O'Donnell visits her every uh-huh. Tuesday. And they have these there great discussions and learns all about her life. Scent of a donut is what they could call it. <laughs> Driving Miss Donut. Like Driving that. Miss Donut. Perfect. Uh, DoorDash. More food news. Um, cool. Uh, DoorDash now warns you. They give you, and I saw this on my app. They Did warn you, you that your food might get cold if you don't tip. Seriously. For real. Uh, this is for real. This so, is like a like a, like a mafia. <laughs> it's hey, your food might get cold if you don't give us a little bit of a tip. If you know what I mean, it's very very Tony Soprano protection yeah, money yeah. has a vibe to it. 
Uh, DoorDash has added a pop-up in its app this week, causing or warning customers that ordering with no tip will take longer to get delivered, and therefore your food might get cold. Upon seeing the prompt in a since-deleted tweet on X, uh, formerly Twitter, how long do we have to do that? How long do we have to keep talking about X and it being <laughs> X formerly, Twitter? formerly Twitter? Yeah, people know. Uh, I hate all that so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, The Verge confirmed that if you enter $0 in the tip amount in the DoorDash app while placing the order, an alert appears below the warning prompting you to add a tip uh, or not. You can still continue with that one. Here's yeah. what the actual message says. Quote, orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered. Are you sure you want to continue? Dashers can pick up and choose which orders they want to do. Orders that take longer to be accepted by dashers tend to result in slower delivery. Yeah. All right, couple couple issues here. Number yeah. one, um, where I come from, <laughs> you get a tip after uh, the service you provide, and if the service you provide is good, is exemplary, or even even adequate, like if you do the thing that I'm paying you to do, then you get a tip. If you go above and beyond, you get a bigger tip. Um, you should not have to assign the tip before they provide the service because what's the incentive it's like great i got a tip i'm still gonna um pull over and scratch my butt and maybe complete today's wordle and now then i'll get you your food yeah it's like no you you get the tip when you do the service when i drive for for rideshare they can't they don't issue the tip before the ride it's until it's done yeah you know what i brian and i Turns out we agree on a, on a vast array of things. We, <laughs> yes, may, we may disagree on a few things, but this one, <laughs> I've never yes. agreed with you more in my entire life. This yeah. is broken. You don't say, uh, you better pre-tip or yes. else it'll be here late. Freaking F exactly. off, dude. And you, there's no guarantee it won't be late anyway. So what are you saying if I do tip? Let's say I tip him five bucks and it's still late and cold? Yeah, yeah. I'm zero can you retract? Can you retract that tip afterwards if they don't provide good service? Yeah, this is some bullshit. Yeah, the whole, the whole, this whole system is broken if you have to tip, and if they can decide if they're going to get your food to you on time based on whether or not you give them a tip. Tip is extra. Yeah. If anything, this this exposes a problem with the service in general, which is yes, drivers are being willy nilly nonchalant about what they're doing. Right. Well, right. then I don't want to support your freaking weird business. Then. Exactly. Guess what, DoorDash? I'll bet if you don't require the uh, person placing the order to do a tip beforehand, I'll bet your your drivers will uh, ensure better service because it it helps guarantee a tip or not guarantee, but it helps it helps uh, influence the recipient on on giving them a tip. Yeah, I bet you money they didn't think it through. Somebody somewhere's turned today, going, "Oh no, we didn't think yeah. all the we didn't think of all the possibilities." But yeah, this just exactly. just kind of made me mad. So yeah, f yeah. off. Like I, I'm, I'm all for tipping. Like you said, you tip when I people will, do. I will tip every time. Like you know, you 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 do the thing that I'm paying you to do, and I will still tip you because you're getting a, you're getting a, a lower wage because your your wage is based on the combination of of. Um, payment from the company and tips. Yeah, just, just like, like if you went to a restaurant, you wouldn't expect like, um, yeah, I'll have the uh, and I'll have the hamburger and uh, fries and then maybe a diet coke. Yeah. Here's five dollars to make sure you bring it out to me before it gets cold. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any other scenario. It makes no sense. So I guess exactly. I've given up on the idea that we're ever gonna not have tip culture in this country. You go to France, you go to different parts of the world, and they're like. 
don't please do not give us tips. They get paid a living wage. They don't do tips. Tips are right, dumb over right. there, and I respect them for that. Can we convert to that? Probably not, because we're weird. We still do inches and miles, all right? We're weird. Mm-hmm. So I've accepted that. But here's what I won't do. I won't change the fundam- fundamental structure, point, and DNA of what tipping is. Mm-hmm. And that's what this yeah. is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's not a tip. You're basically bribing, is what you're saying. You're. It's not a. It's a. It's a bribe. It uh, sounds- Dash, uh, I'm bribing you to uh, have somebody please deliver my food before it gets cold. It even sounds like a bribe, like a threat. Yes, exactly. Maybe huh. call it that if you'd like, DoorDash. Let's be. Let you know. Change the app. Maybe that's what you do. Just change the app to say, "Bribe your driver to get your food." <laughs> yeah, and Uber Eats and all you other people. You have a you have an opportunity here. Yeah. Right? I don't know what your pop-up should be, but it should be we only have you tip after you've had the experience or something. Do that. Right. Exactly. And Lean boy, into you it. do that and people be like, "Oh, I like this uh, service a lot better." And yeah. Yeah. More like door d- d- cash, don't dash. Don't d- door don't dash. DDD. <laughs> Diners, drive-ins and dives. Triple anyway. D. Triple D. It's off the chain. <laughs> It's gangster. All right, we're moving on to this story. Naked <laughs> professional. Over. Let's rant about something else. Yeah, we'll rant about this guy. Naked professional baritone opera singer got tasered. Oh, <laughs> this is a real shame. So uh, okay. he got tasered in Lytham. I, I assume this is. I don't know where this is. Lytham. 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 It sounds like England or something. Holland. It does, maybe. Doesn't it? Oh no, it? that's a person's name. Uh, I can't find it. It's a chemical element, and it's also a. Uh, a town in England, yeah, Lancashire, England. England. Lancashire, England. I bet Zoe knew. She always knows. Oh, uh, uh, TRPW says it's Livem. Oh, Livem? Livem. L Y T H A M is spelled Livem? It's pronounced L I V E dash U M. Livem. That's F. Huh. That's F. Okay. Up. Totally F'd up. <laughs> they shouldn't do That's, that. Well, after we're done fighting the tip thing, we're going to fight pronunciations. <laughs> yeah, you Europeans and your weird ways of saying shit. Uh, professional opera singer Mark Holland armed himself with a bow and arrow and went on a totally terrifying rampage at the Belmar Nursing Home um, in Stanley Road off Clifton Drive on Monday or uh, see on the afternoon of Monday the second October. The okay. petrified staff of the home called the police at 1:35 p.m. after the enraged voluntary uh, resident lost his temper when he was told he could not go out shopping. So he is a I guess he's okay. a singer. But he's in a rest like, home. Like so far, all they've talked about is that he uh, he's an opera singer with a bow and arrow. Went on a rampage at the nursing home because he they told him he couldn't go shopping and yeah. he and he wrecked the place. But yeah. I see I, I see no no nakedness yet. Yeah, there's nothing here about naked. Um, oh, here it is. Prosecutor Pam Smith told the court that an enraged Holland appeared naked from his room whilst singing uh. and making treats. Uh, to staff, threats to staff. <laughs> that probably should be threats. Threats. It's spelled, treat, like it's they, spelled they treats. treats. Yeah, they meant threats. I think. Look, I'm naked. I'm making you a treat. <laughs> <laughs> He's wielding a, bar, a bow and arrow armed with metal tipped arrows. Jeez. Gosh. Why does he have that in the first place? That's weird. Uh, Claire, anyway, Claire's like, okay, so okay, so keep reading. Goddammit. <laughs> You're stupid. You know. Maybe they should put all the details. If they're going to put it in the headline, it's the first word of the headline. Maybe put it in, I don't know, the second paragraph? Yeah, maybe that would help. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Following three taser hits, the enraged but stunned opera singer retreated back to his room. <laughs> <laughs> 
That seems funny. Like you're just gonna like a bear went in his cave. You're just gonna leave him there. You're good. Was he, did he retreat or did he rethreat? Oh, he may have rethreated. <laughs> oh. Everything should be oh, swapped. Oh, no. looks like uh, YouTube froze for some people. Oh, that ain't good. Let's see what's going on there. Let's see. It says I'm good but here. Twitch, Twitch people, how are you doing over there in Twitch? Uh, let's see here. Everything's showing good on my end. Uh, mm. Yeah, everybody is saying. Let's like, find uh, out. Dross. Uh, yeah, everybody's streaming. Saying, streaming. I'm well, getting... if you tip us, we'll make the stream come back. Yeah, it's tip I'm us in Patreon. Try a refresh, everyone, because I'm looking at the stream right now and it's running. I'm looking at it on YouTube, Twitch as well. Lucky Phil says YouTube broke, uh, but Claire, everybody on Twitch is saying stream is good, seems good. Okay, we're all fine here. So it looks like it might just be. Yeah, Amish, Amish Overlord says YouTube streamed down. That's weird because it's totally up for me. Like on YouTube. I'm on the YouTube page right now. It's just playing. It's my face looking at this camera going, what's going on? Well, anyway, we'll we'll deal with it. That should clear over time. Uh, okay, moving on to uh, our final. No, we're going to take a break. That's what we're going to do. We're taking a break. We're take, go right to the break. Let's go to the we're going to go to a break. We're going to see my sister Wendy after this break. She's going to come in here and talk about an email we got. Before all of that, a song break. Brian brought one. Let's uh, Let's hear it. What are we doing? Yeah, here's a band called Bristol to Memory. They're another British uh, band, I believe. Uh, let me make sure. Bristol to, because I didn't have this pulled up. I really should have had it up. Uh, no, not not British. How about that? Orange County, California. Home of BlizzCon mm. uh, this weekend. Sure. This is their brand new single off their upcoming full-length album, which is called Hello Anxious. Comes out early 2024. Um, these guys are uh, terrific. You've heard them on Bally Sports, NBC, MTV, the Oxygen Network, uh, Fox, and more. Um, they've been uh, slugging down the emo punk trenches for more than a decade. This is the song. Watch out. All right. We're going to take that break, and uh, we'll see Wendy on the other side. You guys know you will. All right? Yeah. So get ready for that. We'll be right back in a sec. Shocking 
here I was a huffing a lot of airplane glue in a sandwich bag. You know, just all I could have breathed it on into my lungs and getting high. And then I'd take me a hit of that gas. And lighter fluid, you know, I'd sniff hit by the cans. I'd go around Mantha, sock in my hand like that, you know, soak it down and... <sighs> I wanted all that good stuff I could get in me. My leg is fine. My stomach hurts. And we return. Brian, who is that artist? Sure. Again? That's a band called Bristol to Memory from their brand new upcoming album coming out next year. That's a song called Watch Out. Nice. So do that. Watch out. I would recommend watching out. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to add Wendy to the call and get that going. Uh, quick update on the video. I don't know why YouTube's being weird. We were full speed ahead over here, so I, I don't know. Yeah. No glitches or lost frames or nothing on my end, so I have no idea what's people going on. Are, uh, yeah, people are still, they've moved, they've moved over to watch us on Twitch just fine. All right, where, well, that's you, nice. We got a little, your, yeah, some, some redundancy, cameras. right? We got redundancy. It's all right, good. it's a good thing, too. Yeah, I agree. Uh-oh, what happened? Oh, ad, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I called Wendy and hung up on Brian, but no, I didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. I'm still here. Everything's still, here still, still fine. fine. All right, we're going to give her a call. It's ringing. As uh, Daryl used to say, we got the rings of ringage, but not the rings of speakage. Oh, usually it takes one extra ring for her to get in, and I don't know why that is. It's mm-hmm. something with her mm-hmm. setup. Oh, nope, she's Ooh. hanging up, oh, which probably weird. means she needs a minute. Let's see. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, she's, <laughs> so she's basically trying to tell you, quit calling. I'm doing something. It, it, this is uh, the, the coming in at the wrong time. Let's see what she if she's texted me. Oh, no, Hello. she's right there. Hi. Hello. Sorry. Oh, no, yes. you're fine. You're all good. Here, play, I'm going to play this. I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, we were worried that you had maybe a call or something, so we were going to be patient. Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah, you're here now, though. Woohoo! I am. How was uh, Halloween at the Dunford home? Halloween was good. Yeah. It snowed like three inches the night before. That's so fun. It was, a, it was a bit of a snowy. Uh, it's melting now, which is fun. But yeah, it was good. Yeah. A lot of candy. I have a friend in uh, who lives out there now named Steve, and he said that it was as cold as he's ever been during those oh, few inches. Is and he I, new to this part of the world? Oh, yes. He's from, I oh, want to well say. Oh, well, then, honey, it's not even starting. I think he's from Orange. <laughs> I think he's from Orange County, California, which never snows. Oh, so. bless his heart. Heart. Yeah, bless his heart. So, so that's my southernism. So, um, yeah, Abe's one it. of his one of his buddies at college is from Texas, and it started snowing at like ten at night. Yeah, and I get a text from Abe at eleven. He's like, "I've been outside with Nico. He's been rolling in the snow." <laughs> well, it is so cool when you do not, you know, you've never been around it, but they they're all so cold, and I'm like, "You guys, this is above freezing." It's like thirty three. <laughs> Yeah, that's anyway, not even that yeah. bad. It's not even that bad oh, here. Of course, Steve. Yeah, like he could. We no, we had. We cold. were this morning twenty two or something. It's pretty cold. Yeah, you guys are. Yeah, there's like a cold snap going everywhere. But yeah. that, yeah. We also I have a little a bit weird of a year over there. It is weird, but we also had a rib snap with uh, mom. I guess you heard about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just talking to her. She says that I. So I asked her. I said, "Have you not called the doctor or anything?" Or is John saying don't? And she wrote back while we were on the show. She said, "We called the doctor." But they said because it's a rib injury, they just need to let it heal on its own. Uh, so she just has to, like, chill. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. 
That sounds I like get freaked out about ribs. Like, what if one's oh. in my lungs? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's a there's a couple pokeins. When you break yeah. a rib, there's a couple pokeins that can poke into your most sensitive bits. Yeah. Yeah. Why right don't there. you check? That yeah. sounds yeah, yeah alarming. Why, why don't you check? Yeah, I don't know why they don't. Well, I know why because John's weird. But if they sh- they should go in and get exer- uh, exercised, they should go in and get uh, X-rayed. <laughs> exercise. <laughs> what do you think is going on? <laughs> yeah, got to get that evil demon out of her uh, while yeah, she's there. Do it. But anyway, uh, I'll go see her this weekend and see how things are. I'm sure, it'll be fine. Yeah, okay. I'll take her some Check tacos. In. She, you know what she loves? She loves Taco Bell tacos because John will never let her have them, but we bring them every time mm. we see her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not even food. It's Ooh. not. It's not. It's barely food. <laughs> Uh, she it's loves so them. Gross. Anyway, uh, let's get to. Yeah, mom needs to take real steps and talk about uh, her food. Her food. Yeah, ideas. no thanks. I'm not letting her in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best. You know what? Aided. When you're 85, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Gated community right there. Yeah, okay. that's true. When I'm 85, I'm doing whatever I'm the frick do I steps, want. Yeah. Even if you beg. <laughs> uh, here is uh, here's today's conversation. We're going to have an email. Wendy's an actual therapist. She helps people all the time and comes on Thursdays and helps you with your problems. And we got an email with a specific issue that we're going to read. Uh, Wendy, you ready for this? Anything else you want yeah. to say before we go? All right, here we go. Uh, hold on a second because I'm not using their name. I don't want to be tempted. Here we go. Hi, Wendy Scott and Brian. Wondering if Wendy wants to tackle this issue. I have a difficult time accepting a compliment as truthful. It could be at work, from my spouse, or from anyone, really. I generally feel like they are just saying it to be nice or what should be said to make everyone happy without rocking the boat. I am a white man in my mid-40s, and I grew up in an environment where I feel like negative feedback is not encouraged or maybe even allowed. My mother, grandparents, teachers, etc. always seemed to say how smart I was or compliment most things I did as being one of the best, although in sports, for example, I was definitely not one of the star players. So the fact that I struggled uh, in some areas like sports, I did find in other areas at, at school, he says in parentheses, yet was told what a good job I did and that I was uh. one of the best, uh, the best has led me to be skeptical of any compliment when I know it wasn't earned or sorry, when I know it was earned. Now I'm a business professional in a leadership position with extreme guilt plus stress and anxiety whenever I have a dissenting opinion or when I need to offer constructive criticism to a team member. It seems like I am not a team player if I don't agree with a particular decision uh, is uh, is what is best. Or I think yeah, as, as I'm not sure what he meant there, but we, we get the idea. Uh, not sure if this aversion to speaking up is related uh, to not trusting a compliment as sincere, but it seems to me in my head. I must say that everything is great and wonderful rather than saying anything that could be negative. Any advice on becoming more accepting of compliments given to me and ways not to be stressed out when I need to go against the popular opinion or offer criticism to others. I'm open to follow or I'm open to follow up questions if needed. Thanks. Uh, An anonymous listener. So interesting one. Um, I feel like a lot of people have a version of this, maybe different Uh severity, but I think there's like a, I know, I know people who just can't say, um, not 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 that they can't say no, but let's say they're in a meeting, like a business meeting, and the ideas that are being passed around are kind of a trip to Abilene. They're it's like kind of a bad idea, and you know it's a bad idea, and you yeah. kind of even get the sense that everyone's agreeing just because the person saying it is in charge or whatever. And even if it's an environment where you're encouraged to speak up if you have a dissenting opinion, you just sometimes feel like you can't, you know. The not taking compliments well thing, I I personally do that. I'm terrible at taking personal compliments. Yeah. It's just not easy for me. 
and I don't know why that is. Um, but anyway, I think a lot of people can relate to this. So, Wendy, what do you want to what do you want to do with it? Well, I'm going to have you two, who are both white men in your mid fifties, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the reminder. Just uh, uh, to tell me real quick a couple things, but and I'll use you first, and then you know, as this listener hopefully is listening. They can ask themselves some of these similar sure. questions, or if can, anyone who you can then subtract ten years and see if the <laughs> the, the diagnosis if, changes. If it applies, yeah. yeah. Because actually, the the different parenting styles of generations, I think, mm-hmm. is would be a really fun okay. uh, meta analysis of like you know t- someone who's being gentle parented right now. How mm-hmm. will that work for them in terms of compliments when they're in their mid forties versus? someone born in 1975 or 80 or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So here's my questions for you. When you think about um, the, the environment you grew up in, you were around at any kind of stage, probably younger, the better, but you know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, first grade or something, but what was the, um, the soup you were swimming in, in terms of how this worked. So think about your own parents when they were complimented or, Maybe it was more explicitly told to you and, and I, and not just compliments. So we've got the positive side, but probably the most telling and the most interesting is actually the negative side. Hmm. So how was, so let me just ask that first. How was the negative treated in your homes growing up? Um, how was information relayed? Do you remember things like, well, we don't tell this person this thing because it's not nice. Like think of the adages that we always use. Like if you can't say something nice, you say nothing at all. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So what, what, think about that for a minute and what, yeah, what do you guys have from your own experience? Hmm. Jeez. So negative discipline in my house at my, at, at my home home, which was with my mom, single parent. Um, yeah. uh, she actually, both she and my dad, when I see my dad on the weekends, both of them very like reasonable explaining why something is wrong why i don't do that like asking a woman her age oh brian here's why you don't do that it's very rude and blah 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 um stuff like that um i'd spend summers at my grandmother's house and she was known to have a temper (laughs) and and would more involve the physical side of discipline with a uh a wooden spoon or a belt or something like that um for what would have been the the same kind of level of something I did that needed needed mm. uh, correcting like, talking back or something like that. Okay. So, um, for the most part, I mean, the most the most time I spent was with my mom and my um, my dad on the weekends, and okay, and I would just get the talking to, and I'd understand. Oh, this is why you don't do that. Okay, cool. Why shouldn't I talk back to you? All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Sorry. And blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So, so the, what did you do if you had a negative thing you needed to talk about? And it's not just being naughty. I mean, like I feel bad or, um, you know, I need to talk through something that isn't Mm. everything's fine. Mm. (laughs) Jeez. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. I don't, and even to this day, I tend to, if something bothers me, I tend to say to myself, I keep it to myself and say, you know what, that's the way this person is, or that's the way this thing in my life is going to be. And I, um, and it's way easier for me just to adapt than to address it. And okay. um, if something 
really bothers me. Uh, it'll probably get to the point where I have to say something and, and I usually try and say, all right, this is the first time they're hearing me complain about this thing, even though I've been thinking about it for months. <laughs> so let's yeah. not, let's not turn it into, here's an entire month of anger uh, dumped in your lap. But, yes. uh, yeah. So okay. it's, but uh, I tend intended as a kid, uh, some I'm getting picked on at school or I'm in, you know, getting this kind of trouble outside of family life. Eh, I'll deal with it. I'll keep it to myself. I'm not going to take it to my mom or my dad because they both got their own. They're busy with other things. Stuff going on. Right. Okay. All right. How about you, Scott? What's your, how was negativity um, modeled, handled and modeled to you or yeah. Okay. So you, you'll probably recognize this, but it felt like our entire life growing up. Um, and I don't know if this changed much given our six year gap between our ages, but, um, I always felt like dad was saying this phrase. He was always saying, quit being so negative, Donna, he'd say, (laughs) (laughs) and he did it a lot. Yeah. Like I even have audio of this. Like We'd have Christmas, Ooh. I'd record Christmas on tape or, or you know, audio tape or wow. something. And, and I can hear him going, oh, quit being so negative, Don. I'd say it a lot. Yeah. And there was, a, there was kind of a sense that mom, if there was a negative take, mom would have it. And if there was a positive or a put your head down and just keep moving take, it would be dad's. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's, kind of it like beyond that there was never like i don't know it was a kind of household where i felt like i could go talk to them about whatever i needed to yeah and that was put into me very young i've told the story before but for those who haven't heard it it it's very brief but they told me once it says if there's ever anything you have a question about doesn't matter what it is no matter what we're doing come talk to us about it and i was so little that's probably five or six when i heard this vividly i remember it though they said anything so i'm outside with friends and I see the F word on the, uh, it written in chalk on the ground. Somebody had carved, you know, or, or written big old F right in the middle of the sidewalk. And I'd never yeah. seen that word before. I didn't know what it was. So I went in the house and they were there visiting with friends or something very formally in the living room, just talking to these people. I didn't know who they were even. And I walked in and without asking permission, just said, mom, dad, what does boop mean? <laughs> And they were like, boop, dip, 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 you know, kind of like, I can't believe you said it. But, but I never felt like I couldn't do that. Right. I always felt like right. they, they were, they were open to that. But I do feel like as I grew older and matured, I felt like I could do that more with dad and less with mom because it might upset mom, but dad would have a more even take on it. Yeah. So oftentimes yeah. if I had stuff I was struggling with with school or anything else, it was almost from probably junior high on, it was almost always dad that I would go to with those sorts of things. Right. And it didn't mean that mom wasn't understanding or nurturing or any of those things. Cause she was, it's just, it was a different level of it. And he was, yeah. he was better at making me feel like I was in a safe, a place where he wasn't going to flip out. Right. And the irony is he's telling everyone does not be so, well, it's telling mom not to be so negative, but you can come to him with negative. Right. And that, Right. That was what was modeled to me too. I heard that phrase my whole life, but I really felt like it was only directed at her. Yeah, almost entirely. <laughs> and the rest of us could be negative anytime we wanted. Uh, I mean, he obviously didn't love it. He was very sensitive to emotions and mood. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think that's a that's a good assessment. Yeah. And then if you take like broaden it out, what are you taught in schools? What 
what teachers allowed you to say, you know, did anyone have you work through conflict verbally? You know, most people I know um, are conflict averse culturally. I think it's very normal, especially where I live now. Um, but just conflict averse a little bit like, you know, that phrase of if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Just go, you know, complain behind their backs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like that's modeled in lots of ways. And this, this guy brings up an interesting addition to this, which is what feels like, you know, uh, his parents started to treat, I mean, is he technically a millennial? He's not, but a very common millennial trope, which is their parents were always just telling them they're wonderful and they are the best at everything. And, you know, that type of, um, praise and accolade without the requisite accomplishment, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is such a messed up thing to do to somebody, right? And in, in, we think it was helpful that like the parenting at the time was helpful. Maybe I've told you the story, but I was on TV a long time ago. Mm. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember this. Anyway, it was stupid. It was some local Utah station and I, Adam's family wrote a book and I was there to help them blah 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 it's so stupid but anyway yeah, this family wrote a book the Adam family, Adam's family i know family, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. i even hear myself say it anyway but while i was waiting to go on where we were talking about just this stupid book and um there were other really dumb things i hope that show was not on the air anymore but anyway they um <laughs> had families talking about self-esteem and i almost lost my mind <laughs> because they were saying the most important thing is you can just keep telling your kid that they're wonderful. And I'm like, what? That is not what self-esteem is. That is your mom saying, you're so handsome. I don't know why the girls don't want to date you. That's, <laughs> that's what that is. No, don't do that. In fact, it's the opposite of self-esteem. Yeah. So what I hear this guy talking about is that that was like, you're so smart. You're doing wonderful you know, you're all of these different things and not feeling that yourself creates a, some cognitive dif dissonance, right? Mm. I'm told I'm this, I don't feel I'm that. Also, I'm not actually that in certain contexts, right? Smart being one of the worst things we can say to somebody because smart means you are a thing that is never not a thing, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so when you go to a class where you don't know all the answers, then you're not smart. How about you just haven't learned it yet? Like it's pretty wild mm -hmm. how you take a young brain that's very black and white and give it an identity that everyone seems to be real happy about. Mm -hmm. And it's how I'm loved. And I, I get to go to a special class and, you know, um, and then they're all in my therapy office after 30 years because they're not special at all. Right. But they were told they were special when really that earning of self-confidence or self-worth or the feeling of like, the self-worth you can give a kid is just, I love you no matter what you do and who you are. Mm -hmm. That's all a parent can really offer. Problem is parents surely love to watch their kids win at sports oh, yeah. and love to see their fancy artwork or their play the violin. And so it's really, that messaging is really tied up in doing mm -hmm. and, and that you are a thing to me. <clears throat> and so I hear that in his email thinking, okay, he has this disconnect. Um, and he's done fine in life, it sounds like, right? Yeah, seems Working like. out. Yeah. But this, what I can do with negative feelings, negative feedback, like just no skills there. And this is a really common problem. Someone can be very functional in all sorts of ways, but have never learned how to have difficult conversations or how to not go along to get along because that is so imperative to being a good player or 
fitting in or all of those different social benefits that we have when someone plays well with a team, right? But what is so the there's value in that. But there, on the other hand, these skills are missing. Is there is this a similar someone in the chat has brought up something made me think of it. Uh, Red Link says that this is similar to imposter syndrome. Is it the, uh-huh. the same kind of thing or is it yeah. the exact thing? Maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, well, okay. So that it's not exactly the same but it can be relevant or mm-hmm. related in that in the sense of um if you're told you're a special flower forever and you're in the accelerated programs at school and then you go out into the workforce and you are you struggle um you know you can just feel pretty terrible about that and you know feel like I should be better or you know expectations what are, what's the phrase everyone always uses um uh, well, we just expected more of you or, you know, that yeah. kind of idea Blech. of I'm just falling short, yeah. right? Yeah. Of what? Some made up thing someone had about what your life should be. I mean, I thought my kid should play, you know, Major League Baseball. You should see his left-handed throw. Is that even related to normal anything? No. In fact, there's some research on D1 athletes uh, and like Olympians and others, you know what the biggest contributing factor to a, a person being an Olympic level athlete mm. or a D1 level high college or professional is that they have a sibling who's done it. Oh, really? That's it. <laughs> wow. So if you think of what that actually means, that means there's a hell of a lot of parenting going into professional athlete athletes. Yeah. And every dang parent is acting like that's what their third grader is going to be yeah. <laughs> because it's kind of true. Uh, and yet, how many are there actually? Right. right, right. Um, anyway, how young is the, how young does this sort of start? Because I was just thinking the other day, you know, we're, we're obviously Kim and I are in a biased position here, but whenever we see Phoebe do something crazy, like she's a year old now, barely, and she can say three syllable words and she'll repeat them for the first time when she first hears them, when you say them to her face, she'll just repeat them. And we think that's amazing. She's a genius. Our words we're saying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're mm-hmm. just lavishing her future on her. She, I can't believe it a year. Imagine what she'll be like when she's 10. Like this kind of stuff. You're yeah. not doing her any favors. She'll speak up all the words. <laughs> right. But I, but what I'm, what I'm thinking is there's layers to this. Like we're, we're in the, 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 the pops and, and Nana phase with her. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. different, different levels of, of compliment compared to what her parents are doing. So it's her parents that have to be a little bit more careful. We expect yeah, grandparents. Parents matter. <laughs> yeah. Because we expect our grandparents to like lavish everything on us, you right? You can do whatever you want. Your grandparents. Yeah. Sure. That's, yeah. that's yeah. But, keep it up. You don't have to change. You're but fine. at some point because it does seem like there's a cognitive point in these kids' lives though where you do have to be careful. It's like when they're one or two, they just respond to positive feedback. They they don't, you know, yeah. they don't know the nuances of it or or internalize smart. it. Mm-hmm. But when they're mm-hmm. ten and if all they get is you're perfect you're a genius. Mm-hmm. You're going to do everything. You're giving them expectations that maybe they can't, uh, you know, keep in line Live up to. Yeah. You're in a mental prison is what you're doing. And yeah. no one does that on purpose, but right. what in ev and here's the underestimating maybe of the power of your influence is they just want to please you. Yeah. So if you're like that bar is super low to please me and I think you're great and I'm excited to watch your life then you have a different formula than we're going to do all the things and make sure you have all these opportunities so that you can be ridiculously amazing. Right. It's just pressure at some point. Right. And every kid's going to be slightly different. And then parents and their motives are 
different. And that's why I always like to like have people check their motives because it's difficult, right? I just had another one, guys. I'm going to share my living through my kid problem, which mm. I have. Mm. And it's always freaking through sports because mm. I can't help myself. I'm every dad. <laughs> I'm every dad. I think about the Roman Empire a lot. And I want my kids to play sports for oh, me. I okay? thought we were done with that whole thing. I know. You think I could grow up, but yeah. I can't. So it football season ends, basketball yeah. triads, which is my favorite oh, sport. Sure. Basketball triads are coming up, and I keep saying, so, uh, you know, Elliot, you're going to, you know, I'm six feet now. Like, it's going to be better. I'll get you brand new shoes again. (laughs) And he's just not going to do it, you guys. He just doesn't want to spend all his time doing something he's not feeling like he really wants to. And I'm like, I need another kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he plays football. He plays football. I have one. Yeah. But that kid hates basketball to his core and is building small machines in his bedroom Mm. that is not it's not the child i can live through in terms of that so what's interesting is it's so much easier to let pete be pete Mm -hmm. because i don't care so much about the stuff he does i care about how he feels about the stuff he does whereas i love basketball and my son does not love basketball so he feels like i don't love him (laughs) Mm. yeah there's this tall tall kid in the house who's not being tall in a sports way and it's driving me crazy dang it what a waste of all these jeans anyway but (laughs) but again it's i can laugh about it because i don't truly believe any of this but i do feel the feeling sometimes like come on your yeah. potential mm-hmm. that's the word i was trying to remember oh okay. potential so, oh that's potential a, right yeah. and if i had a penny for every client potential. who yeah, yeah. said to me i'm just not living up to my potential out loud as a grown person and we we dig back into the archives and hear that over and over in their childhood right mm-hmm. well your potential well who made up that potential yeah. well maybe it was a test maybe it was Oh, school is a way to measure that potential or, you know, whatever it might be, right? We, we get excited as parents. We get excited and it's all from love. So let's just stick with that. But how it plays out when you're 45 is maybe that don't be negative. Don't have feelings outside of a particular box. We have all decided as a family is what we do. Yeah. So, you know, Johnson's, we don't scream in public. Okay, that's probably a good one, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. But maybe it's, hey, Johnson's, we never say a negative word. Mm. You're like, well, okay. So then you just don't know maybe what to do with those feelings. Or maybe mm. your feelings aren't so huge or they've been shrunk or something. So you're like, oh, this is fine. But where it shows up is in the workplace when someone's like, I know what we should do. And it's some crazy idea you think is terrible. And what you need to do is say, that's a terrible idea, but the courage, the practice, that's not there. So here's my right. overarching advice for this person. Okay. okay. Read a couple books. Start with <laughs> Homework. Crucial Conversations. <laughs> yeah. Crucial Conversations. It's a book, Crucial Conversation. Tools, I'll give you the, the byline. Tools for talking when stakes are high. Second edition. Just kidding, I don't know how many editions there are. Uh, there's also another one. I think it's called Four Conversations. Anyway. Read some books on conversations. Read some some books on um, communicating hard things. Like lean into, I'm not good at this thing, especially when you've already been sort of catapulted your whole life into pretending you're good at things, even if you're not. Like that's where this ties together is the humility and the curiosity and the beginning mind kind of energy that is like, I don't know, I'm not good at a thing. I could read about it. I could learn about it. I could take a class. I could do some things to, to, and this is not about 
really as simple as learning a skill. It's about practicing something you have no practice doing, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so go to a fight club. Honestly, that was what fight club is all about. <laughs> you know, find a way to- Going out of your comfort level and finding a way to express those things you've been keeping inside. And yeah. don't talk exactly. about it. Yeah, go to fight club and then don't talk about Minus fight club. Minus the don't talk about fight yeah. club part. You know, <laughs> openly communicate. So practice with your partner. Like have a fake fight where you are going to, you know, practice- tolerating the discomfort of sharing something scary, negative, you know, some kind of feedback. Um, find someone online who can be your buddy where you can just pass back and forth negative thoughts. <laughs> you know, you're just <laughs> finding ways to practice a thing. So if you're a parent of young kids or thinking about, you know, how you impact other people, um, having this kind of practice at home, right? So I think one of the gifts dad and mom gave us, Scott, was um, learning how to just express ourselves, yeah, right? So yeah. you can talk to them at any point. No, no topic was forbidden. Um, they had that little court they held where we you got to practice being a lawyer to yep. try to get your ear pierced or whatever. Yeah, um, we had to like go. We literally had a small mock uh, trial, trial to push over ideas that we really wanted. So if I wanted to pierce an ear... <laughs> we, would to I would present evidence. Jury oh, yeah. Peers. yeah. How big was the siblings. jury of your peers? Like just the... <laughs> Just my mom, my us. dad, us, the rest yeah. of the kids. Yeah. Right, the family. dogs. Yeah. Uh -huh. The dogs. But exhibit you had, A. Let me show you exhibit was, A. What it was was, hey, here's a conflict. Let's get you to, you know, talk about it. So I, I did this. I took that page out of dad's book. And when Abe wanted Snapchat, I made him present a full presentation on everything he could find out about Snapchat, mm -hmm. where it's funding sources, where, who makes the most money what the technology is meant to do to you. And then I needed him to show me, you know, give me everything you can find out about this. And the kid came to us, does this presentation and goes, I don't want Snapchat. <laughs> and I was like, cool. And he's still to this day, he's used it of course, cause that's how people connect. But he's just like, I hate that app so much. Yeah. Well, it's because he figured some stuff out, but instead of, Hey, we don't talk about this or you do what I say. Cause I'm the parent. There's a chance to express yourself and share what you're frustrated or what's hard and that type of thing. And you can model that, right? No one's going to be perfect at this. And especially if your parents did not model it to you, yeah. it might be a real leap to be like, um, you know, we are going to talk about hard things. My, my sweet, she's passed away now. This is Adam's sweet aunt who I love very much. Um, she, when she first got married, she and her husband had their first fight and she thought, I guess we're getting divorced. Oh man! And it's because she never once saw a negative word spoken in her home, yeah. which is not good. No. That's not human. Now I understand. Don't fight in front of kids and you, you know, but there is a version of like just real. And yeah. the more that can be real, the better. Okay. So going back to our person, I want him to read some books. I want him to learn a skill. I want him to take on this idea of this is something not that I should know because it was never modeled to you. You never were trained in it. You, you don't understand your own self in this. So what if you went to it as like an alien coming from another planet and going, I don't understand any of this. Let me figure it out. Huh. Here's some, I mean, you already did some of it in the, in the email, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. This is a founding principle in my, my life was I was told I was good at stuff even when I wasn't. So how do I deconstruct that? Okay. What other factors play a role here? Okay. So what are the actual skills I need? You know, use your business brain and act like you need to learn this skill and be open to learning it um, can go a long way because this doesn't get fixed with just magic insight. Insight's awesome. 
It's one of the best tools there is and human behavior. So we can have insight and go, oh, I'm doing this for this reason. Where it gets real practical is we got to wire your neurons around a different experience. So that's why giving a speech, you're, you know, it's everyone's greatest fear. People who do it more and more and more, eventually their brain goes, oh, this isn't that scary because there's neurons to say, oh, yeah, I can do this. I have an idea. I, it's actual self-esteem. Yeah. Guys, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's actually building self-confidence because a skill is being developed and learned. But often when we're older, we think, well, there's nothing for me to learn. And I'm going to hunker down on being ashamed that I don't know something. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and that then, you know what? Advice. I have to admit, like, uh, I didn't realize it was happening. And maybe even till now, I didn't realize it was happening. But us doing these little mock trials to get like whatever teenage thing we wanted, we had to present why and really have good evidence to back it up that built skills around critical thinking and And negotiating negotiating exactly compromise but not only that it was like oh well i can't just say well because my friends did and it's cool i mean that's a lame argument so so that would be lame in any other context it's like why do you want this car because it's cool I mean that's not good enough because <laughs> my friends have one. My, my yeah. friends have one. No, you have to say, well, no, I I only I commute from here to there, so really this is too much to have a Ferrari. But um, maybe something more sensible. Gas mileage. Da, 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 da. Yeah, those work are, it through. Right, right, those are good exactly. And then when have. you partner yeah. or you ha- have children or neighbors, oh, neighbors, even neighbors, you can practice this with, right? Of having a, a skill set to communicate in ways that you can feel good about, right? right. Um, rather than feel hamstrung because no one could say negative words in your home and that's real Yeah. or, or the negativity just came out sideways. Right. We don't actually talk about it, but man, was it there, you know? Mm. So there, there's that. There you go. Um, I like it. I like it. Uh, this is really, that actually got me thinking about, um, I don't know. I was, you know, you were talking about this guy's in his mid forties, right? Yeah. Brian and I are both 54. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, hurts even saying it it just sucks saying it but we've been doing this long enough that at one point doing this show brian and i were both 44 and uh it got me to thinking about how what uh you think when you become an an adult let's say let's say 35 and on even just to be generous you think you're kind of going to hit that point and then you're gonna that is who you're going to be that's who you are Mm -hmm. You're off to the races. You're locked in. You're locked this in. Part of your life is, yeah. Yeah. Your brain is formed around whatever it's going to be formed, <laughs> like a big moose knuckle up there, sure. you know. Sure. It's not going to budge or whatever. But it's so incorrect that yeah. notion mm-hmm. that we've got it all figured out by then. Like if if I look back at 10 years ago, I am in such a different place than I was 10 years ago. Oh, and yeah. I can only assume from deduction that I, in, in the next 10 years I'm going to be very mm-hmm. different as well. Or things are going to be very different as well whatever that means. And I think that maybe that's an important thing to remember because sometimes we think we're stuck. So if you're in your yeah. mid-40s and you're in this you know, job and you- Oh, and you feel like, oh, I can't change. I'm in my mid-50s. Yeah. I'm in my mid-40s. This is who I'm always going to be. Yeah. Grandma Moses, yeah. Peyton in her 80s. Right. Exactly. Yeah. She was, man, she kicked A. She was great. She Boy, did. And also, here's the thing. She's Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, you don't have to be doing real cool things like her, but you are going to do new things. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. and that's that's part of what's tricky. I mean, part of why mom has a broken rib is because she doesn't want to use a cane or a walker because that's not who she is. Right. Well, it is now. It is and, now. And that's hard. So we can either sort of 
work with, I mean, I always talk about grief, right? Grieving all the little small things because there's things to, to grieve as things change. And there's also things to embrace as they change. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Being at an age in a physicality where you fall and hit your rib on the side of a table and crack it is n- nobody wants to have that day. Right. They're all nope. just like, no, I don't, I don't want that. But it does take, if you work on this stuff now, it seems like when we all hit our eighties, hopefully, uh, all things willing, we can hit our rib and go, mm, that's a sign. I should probably, <laughs> sign for the cane. yeah, I should probably do the cane thing, but you know what? I'm going to look for, I'm not just going to take any cane. I'm not going to Walmart for my cane. I'm going to oh, do a little research. Like, top hat. Right. Top hat <laughs> the Mr. Peanut cane. But that's totally. the attitude, right? That's the attitude. And, and, and man, yes. when they when it, when I see somebody who's in their like eighties and nineties, who still does that, who make adjustments, yeah. 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 Based on their it's lives and, and do it with some with a with a their head held high. There is something really admirable about that. Yeah. Um, now it could be like just faking it till you make it. It also could be just you work on accepting, right? right that's right. that's a huge part of it. Yeah. So let's all do that, yeah. everyone. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's the general advice. And yeah. read crucial conversations if you are struggling with communication. I There's like so it. many of them. That was the first one I thought of. Well, it's so a good one. I could it get works. more if they want more ideas. Totally, totally works. Uh, and I, and uh, we look forward to feedback from this listener to, to see if any of this yes. helped. Please let us know. Uh, Wendy, there's no more signups at the moment, right? You're done. There are, dude. Oh, it there are. Start till Monday, so you have till Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> Scott is not in charge of that. You are, dude. Uh, it is <laughs> Sunday night. Is the mi- deadline is at midnight? Please sign up. I'm going to send one more obnoxious email to get your attention, and then no more is coming. I don't know about you people, but I like like the fifth. I think I'll just get more reminders, so I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll yep. do it. Yep. And then the last one comes and goes, and I'm like, wait a minute, I missed it. So that don't let that happen to you. This will be the last reminder email I'll send out in a day or two. And then it's Sunday night is our deadline. It's going to be a blast. We already have oh, 25 people. It's going to be great. Yeah, so this happens great. every time. I always get about that many. And then everyone shows up at the last minute. And I understand I do the same thing. So yeah. make sure you show up. It's going to be a great time. So Indeed. realsteps.org. Realsteps.org. Uh, November 5th is your midnight deadline. Get in there. Get it done. Wendy, have a fantastic week. Thank you. Don't eat all that candy your kids, I guess your one kid got. Did he go trick-or-treating or no? Did Pete oh, go? heck yeah. And he was a mad scientist with his own hair, and we just sprayed it up white. It was pretty awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. Yeah. Was Did you are you but I are you withstand are you withholding the candy? I mean, what are you doing Here's with the candy? Here's the thing. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you know this. You have to tell me if you're holding. This is really actually good real step uh, fodder is I have cured my relationship with candy. You I have? Don't. Nice. I have. You guys don't understand. Like, like it, it has no hold on you. Like it doesn't. That, uh, I like it. Yeah. I eat a little bit until I don't like it. Feels good, and then I'm done. Scott, wow, I'm impressed because your whole life, this especially is, younger, this Wendy's is why life. I need to get in on the next. Uh, yeah, maybe you not do. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I I did, it and it was accidental. Because I thought I was helping everyone else. Turns out, I was really helping. It was me. you. <laughs> it was you the whole time. Wow. It's really. Amazing. Nutter Butters have a hold person. on me. Yeah, Nutter Butters, Nutter you and Nutter, Nutter Butters have an unhealthy relationship, you two. Lamar's you, you know, I have, have a hold I on have me. given reasons. Have you had them? They're so good. Reasons? The chocolate. Reasons, reasons? yeah. Um, <gasps> I'm doing it right now, you guys. Reasons. They're R-E-I-S-E-I-N. I don't know. They're German, and it's they are so addicting and what delicious. R-E-I-S. Oh, they're, they're the covered chocolate-covered yeah, raisins. Yeah, chocolate. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I have had these years ago. They're so good. And I know at least 10 people right now who blame me for their new addiction because I've introduced them. But oh, I can R- have one I- or two and walk away. That's it. I spelled it wrong. Yeah. That's all right. It's a German thing. Yeah, it's a German thing. Everything's loud and horrible from them. Okay, bye. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you then. All right. Uh, bye. Thanks, bye. Why, why can't I hang up on you? There. Oh, geez. All right. Hey, listen to this. Says this is how Wikipedia says it. Reason. Reason. So she was right. It reason. is reason. Yeah. You say the it's it's German. You say the second of the two vowels. So you would say reason. Ah, uh, I didn't if know that about German. R e i s e n. Then you'd say reason. Mm. Uh, I took one year of German or a semester of German and forgot it all. Mm-hmm. All of it. Did you? No memory. <laughs> I took three years of Spanish, and I don't even think I'd be able to order a. Birria at uh. the uh, <laughs> at the uh, Dia de los Muertos uh, event. As long as you do it at that awesome accent, you'll be fine. You'll get what you need. Reason. So look at these. Is there dark chocolate? Oh yeah. Reasons. Oh, oh yeah. there are. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got a bunch of these. They've been making these since the 30s. Jeez. Wow. The 1930s. Wow, why is a 30 ounce bag 51 dollars on Amazon Prime? Can someone please tell me that? Name the thing I will not buy today. That. Yeah. I will not do that. Even 22 bucks, so this is a 30-ounce bag. Yeah. That still seems high, doesn't it? Seems high. Yeah, but it's good But it's good European chocolate as opposed to... I just can't get... This one looks like it's milk chocolate. I can't tell if it's... Mm. Um, it just says chewy chocolate caramel covered in rich European chocolate. I can't tell if it's... Oh, that's probably milk. It's probably better chocolate, but it's probably milk well, still. Well, yeah. Doesn't yeah, just European chocolate does not is not. What's uh, the deal with American stuff? It's like uh, Hershey's has some kind of acid in it. Paraffin that, wax. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff in lava lamps that we're eating. Yeah, exactly. Is what we're eating. No, but there's like a oh gosh, what's it called? It's something. And if you like that flavor, you prefer American chocolate. If you don't, oh, then you right, hate right. it, and then you only want European. I think I was okay yes. with it. Like I can eat a Hershey's bar and not feel bad. I don't mind. Yeah, it. yeah, it's all right. Some kind oh, of- yeah, I did see the chocolate segment on John Oliver this last weekend. Yeah. Oh, was it good? I missed that. It's good. It's sad. It's like, oh, you've got all these people who don't even make a living wage who are make- who are like retrieving your chocolate, your cocoa uh, cocoa beans oh. or cacao beans or whatever. And, uh, and then all these people who are making a lot of money from it in the, in the middle. Uh, it's, it's, you know, as with everything John Oliver – you find something that you think is all sunshine and roses and it, it turns out it's really shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to laugh here and there, which is nice. Right. You know? Exactly. Uh, all right. Well done. I got a quick thing. And now thing. this. <laughs> and now this. Hey, check this out. Michael uh, wrote in about inline catalogs. We were talking about those, right? Okay. How they suck and they're huge and you don't like yes. them and they're annoying, right? Well, Michael from Indiana, he's in the biz of delivering packages, says, I just wanted to answer Brian's question about the postman perspective on those super thick Uline catalogs. They yeah. are a huge pain to carry, and we absolutely are not fans. And that's all I got from him. I don't doubt it one bit. And uh, I'm sorry that I got on that list, and I apologize that I'm never, ever going to be able to get off of that list. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm never either. But that's okay. I'm just at this point... Well, whatever. I just throw them away. It's just a waste. It's a waste. That's my problem. I put them in the recycling bin, and then I don't even know, because of John Oliver, if it's even getting recycled. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. What do I know? Exactly. Oh, All and right. Katsumi does confirm they are at the grocery store, and they are dark chocolate, and it's a lot cheaper at the grocery store than buying it at uh, yeah. 
uh, on Amazon. It's funny. The same 30-ounce bag on Amazon, I apparently can get at Staples. <laughs> Staples for Staples. $14. Really? Well, Staples does yeah. have a lot of, like, they have that aisle that when you walk through, you can yeah. grab shit. It's basically like, oh, I forgot it's a... Uh, Secretary, what do they call Secretary's Day now? What do they call that? Like uh, Administrative Assistant Day. Oh, Dang it, yeah. I forgot to get her something. I know, I get her a bag of <laughs> recent chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't eat too many though, because there's still raisins in there, and you'll get the from that. No, those are no raisins. It's chocolate and caramel. Oh, it is. Yeah, just because it sounds like the word raisin doesn't mean there are raisins in it. I thought there were raisins in it. Nope. Like literally, I thought they were chocolate covered raisins. Are they not? Nope, I guess they're, they're chocolate not. covered caramel. So, oh. so watch out because it'll pull a filling out. Not necessarily that you get the. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Plus, I, you know, me and the sugar, we don't get along. Yeah, if you find a raisin in your uh, in your recent, it probably isn't a raisin. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Foul. What are the? There are chocolate covered raisins. What are those they're called? Called raisinets. Oh shit! That's right. Or goobers? Are goobers uh, chocolate-covered raisins as well, or are those mm. peanuts? Goobers or peanuts? The goobers or peanuts. Are. I think raisinets yeah. is right. Raisinets are the chocolate I've confused raisins. it. This is a lot like carbonated meat. Somehow I've confused Apparently it. Apparently it is. It's like, wait, it's made by seltzers? It must be carbonated. <laughs> wait, it's called reason? It must have raisins. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've got it figured I out. Think, yeah, no, now we know the, me- the method to this stupid madness. All right. Uh, quick reminder shows today to, uh, uh, excuse me, noon coverville, as mentioned before, yeah. coverville.com slash, uh, or twitch.com slash coverville. Brian will be <laughs> Johnny sp- Marr. spinning the Johnny Marr hits today. So check that out. Right. Core today, 5 PM, uh, normal core this week. Uh, I'll be playing, uh, or I'll be talking a bunch about what I think of this new RoboCop game that is taking steam by storm. People are really into it. So really, uh, oh, yeah. funny brand new robocop game that really leans into that original movie as far as like you know in fact i think it's set between it's set either between one and two or two and three (laughs) i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you like what how two begins or you know any of that stuff so it's like you might as well just tell me it's between five and six with a dash of of demolition man in there for good measure that's right two had all i know about two or my memory of two is that they have that nuke drug called nuke Oh right, okay. And so this he's is pre-nuke. To, this is pre, either pre-nuke or post-nuke, but I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> but Peter Weller's doing the voice and everything. They got this like kind of a big whoop. So I'm I'm excited to play it. It looks like a riot. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it tonight on Core 5 p.m. And then the couch party planned for you patrons is tomorrow at 10 a.m. We're gonna watch half of something, and I already forgot what we're watching. We're watching half of Solo. Oh, Solo. That's watch- right. We're going to watch So this week and Low next week. That's right. We're going to see if that movie's as bad as everybody remembers it being, or if it was bad at all, or if we just needed time. I don't think it was bad at all, but I, I can't wait to be proven wrong. I think Solo was, was good. They just uh, cast the wrong the wrong, uh, the wrong wrong guy to play Han, and they came up with a dumb reason for his name to be Han Solo. I hated that part. That's the only yeah. part I remember, can we, to be skip, can we skip that part when it comes up? Can we just jump right over it? I remember at the end, uh, there's some Darth Maul business. I remember that being kind of cool. I think. I yes, think this is the movie where that's right. in there. Right. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, anyway, that'll be tomorrow at 10 a.m. for you patrons. And a live core uh, crew stream of BlizzCon's opening ceremonies tomorrow at Noon Mountain. Here at all the streaming stuff. Find it all at frogpants.tv. We'll also put that up on feeds and stuff so you'll get the audio versions. Uh, hopefully, they'll let us archive the video version. You never know until those things are done. 
And if they ask for takedowns or whatever, we'll find out. Uh, Play Retro on Friday at 2.30 Mountain Time as well. That's also tomorrow. And Film Sack this weekend. Which movie we're doing, I don't remember. Uh, We're talking, having a roundtable discussion on something. Oh, right. And you and I, because Randy has uh, BlizzCon, and rather than make Randy, who's got enough on his plate right now with BlizzCon, trying to come up with a topic, you and I should come up with something, or you, me, and Brian should come up with something and and take that work off of uh, poor Randy's plate. That's right. And people love a roundtable discussion, so we're going to bring you another one of those, and uh, that'll be this weekend. So lots of content. Skim sometime too. I don't know what else is going on. Shit all why over the place. is why is uh, planes, trains, and automobiles the best Thanksgiving movie? It's a great question. Can we ever truly answer it? You'll have to tune <laughs> in and find out. Those aren't pillows. That's how we answer that question. Yeah, that's the answer, and it's the perfect answer. That's it for the show. Thanks everybody for supporting us on Patreon. I noticed a few new names over the weekend, which is very very nice to see new people hop in for a new month. That's patreon.com slash TMS. And here's the good news. The TMS Patreon is a monthly one. That means you go in there and for as low as a dollar, you got the whole month covered. Now, there are other benefits and levels that you may want to hop into and take advantage of those. That's up to you. But for as low as a buck a month, it's insane amount of value for that dollar. Please, Uh, Sign up today over at patreon.com slash TMS and become a part of the larger uh, TMS family. That's going to do it for the show. Brian probably got music, so let's get it out of his system. Say one more thing. Yeah. You probably won't miss that $2. Give it to us. Yeah, you won't even miss it. It's not like you're going to say, oh, that $2 just tipped tipped the scales and uh, uh, now on the poverty line. No, you're going to be like, $2. Uh, you've got $2 in this hand, and then you've got your phone in this hand, and you're focused on your phone, and you're listening to us, and you look over at this hand. What was in this hand? I don't remember. I'm mm. not remembering so much what was in this hand, because this hand, the left hand, I'm devolving from Gilbert Gottfried into Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah I was going to say, this is a real crossover event. Press the red button. <laughs> All right, let's get to, let's get to a request. Uh, Sean Nagel wrote in, said, I turn 45 on November 2nd, that's today, and if all went well, I just had a kidney transplant. Oh, wow. That, okay, well, first of all. Happy yeah. birthday. You get the old lady because, you know, getting a kidney is yes, kind of an old lady exactly. thing. <laughs> but got to be the only time the phrase, if all went well, I just had a kidney transplant. Like, you never, that's something, that's a phrase that's never been, uh. Uh, uttered yeah. um, thanks to an amazing friend my favorite oh thanks to an amazing friend period my favorite band is Deftones feel free to play a cover of or by or related to thank you Scott Brian and the whole Frog Pants community for being so damn distracting cheers signed Sean Nagel oh, happy birthday well, and happy kidney well. yeah. yeah happy kidney day happy kid, kidney if you kidney get a day. new if you get somebody else's kidney how long does it take for your first foreign kidney pee you know what i mean that's a big moment right yeah exactly yeah i'm peeing somebody else's pee or something i don't know how that works. <laughs> i don't know how it works either, uh, but, yeah. yeah all right so deftones let's talk deftones um this one i've had since 2005 i think it comes from a cd or release called b-sides and rarities from deftones and um it, it took a while for me to recognize and, and remember that this is a cover because the song it's a cover of up until recently, was a B-side on um, an extended mix single by the band Duran Duran. That song is called Night Boat, and uh, this last uh, year, this last September when I saw them, they opened their concert with a cover, I'm sorry, with Night Boat, B-side that they opened their show with, and 
they opened their brand new album, probably relatedly, Dance Macabre, which is an excellent Duran Duran album. Don't sleep on this one. Covers of Billie Eilish, covers of Talking Heads, covers of, um, oh, who else is on there? Rick James, of all people. Uh, It's called Dance Macabre. It came out last week, and it is the perfect Halloween album, uh, post-Halloween album, too. Uh, Anyway, the song is called Night Boat. It's Deftones covering Duran Duran. Here it is.
Get more at frogpants.com. Now there's a happy accident. Oh. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.